This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. We all understand how important education is, but the level of importance has grown in recent years, both here in the United States and abroad. The opportunities afforded to some people, though, may be very different depending on the region of the world that you're located in. Wendy Kopp is the CEO of Teach for All, a nonprofit whose goal is to improve education outcomes in different parts of the world, both urban and rural. She's also the former CEO and current board member of Teach for America, and she is part of a panel here at the Wharton Global Forum looking at the future of education. Nice meeting you. Thank you for giving us a few minutes today. Thanks. Happy uh, to be here. Thank you. What is what is the goal? I mean, it started with Teach for America, but now you have taken it on a, on a more global perspective. What was the idea originally behind looking at education and looking at the outcomes that education can can impact globally? Mm. Um. Well, actually, Teach for All started about maybe 12 years ago because I started meeting people all over the world, from India to Lebanon to Chile to the next place, who were just determined to do something similar to, to what we were doing at the time at Teach for America. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that led to the launch of Teach for All as a network of independent organizations in now 48 countries and growing that are all coming together to address the fact that the circumstances of kids' birth predict their educational outcomes and in turn life outcomes the other part to it is is that it is so important i think at times it gets lost but it is truly important to not only people's outcomes but to the outcome of a city the outcome of a town of a country as well i think that gets lost at times no absolutely and to our collective welfare right like i think about the incredible work that some of the network partners in Africa are doing, teach for Nigeria, teach for Ghana, teach for Uganda, but they're up against such a huge challenge. You know, I think about the fact that, and it's a challenge that impacts not only the countries and the economies and families and kids, but really our global welfare. And and just to bring that to life, currently there are 1.2 billion people living in Africa, and as we know, that's going to be about 2.4 billion by a mere 30 years from now. And yet the educational infrastructure is so weak. The World Bank just did a study that looked deeply at seven countries across Africa to try to understand the learning outcomes and found that in five of the seven, fewer than 10% of fourth graders could read a paragraph. Oh, wow. So when you think about the growing population, the current state of the kind of educational infrastructure, this is going to impact all of us. And and we need to figure out how do we galvanize some of the most promising future leaders across Africa, incredible people, right, to channel their energy against this issue. And And that's what the network organizations, you know, within Teach for All are working to do. Wendy Kopp is the CEO of Teach for All. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111. Business radio powered by the Wharton School. I would imagine now having done Teach for All for what? How many years is it? Ten now? years. Ten years. That you're at the point now where you're starting to see and hear some of the stories of people that have been affected by some of these programs positively, mm-hmm. and that they are starting to make a difference, whether it be in their own community or other locations as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing, you know, from you know, I think about Pune, India, to you know communities in Peru, like places where these organizations have been working for nine, ten years, it they're they're building movements in their cities, regions to change things for kids. Yeah. And 
Um, they're fostering their students' leadership. Those students are, you know, we're soon to have our first fellows across the Teach for wow. All network who are wow. themselves taught by, um, you know, Teach for All teachers. Um, you know, and, and but, but it's what these alumni go on to do, to work. You know, I think about in Peru where, you know, 55 of these folks were hired into the ministry and, and they, within a couple of years, were running whole departments. You know, yeah. the Department of Rural Secondary Education in Peru is led by an Enseña Peru alum, um, working alongside others who are, in, you know, launching social enterprises and, you know, running schools and building movements among parents to improve the education system. But so the, it, the policy part of it, though, I think it, 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 when you say people that have kind of moved from the education piece and, and are considering policy, that ends up being a, a hugely important piece to it because of the fact that in many cases the policy has not been very good yeah. for so long and you need to almost make a 180 degree turn at this point. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, what we've come to believe is that, you know, again, we need collective leadership. Like we need leadership at every level and across sectors. And with enough leadership, we can solve everything. I think when we started out, we thought this is so much about building capacity at the level of schools. Then we realized when you have a lot of capacity in schools at the, at the school level, yeah. they move a lot more quickly when you've got a political leader who's who's kind of aligned with the agenda, right? Sure, yeah. But then you realize those political leaders can't sustain their agenda unless they have really significant community support. So we need leadership in communities. We need right. parent leadership and parent kind of demand for something better for their kids. Wendy Kopp, who is the CEO of Teach for All, joining us here. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. As much as you have expanded this program, I would imagine that the process of continuing that expansion is something that's probably foremost in your thought process as well. Yes, we're so excited. I mean, there are another 25 prospective partners in the Teach for All kind of pipeline um, we're seeing more and more of them coming from very low-income countries and low-to-middle-income countries. Um, so, yeah, we're focused on continuing to grow our network, supporting the network partners to scale with quality, um, and and to work together to also think about, like, how do we orient ourselves towards a broader set of outcomes for kids? Because today's education system was built in a different era when the yeah. demands and the needs and, and what we were expecting for kids was different and we really need to rethink it. Yeah. Um, and so we're hard at work in partnership with communities in an effort to do that. I'm talking more specifically about the curriculum and the ideas and the, the things that are being taught in some of these schools? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I guess when we think about, you know, our ideal world is to work in communities where we're you know, essentially co-creating with the people in the communities, parents yeah. and students and educators and such, our vision for kids. Like, by the time kids are 25, what do we want to have be true for them, given the yeah. local pathways to opportunity, the local challenges, given the global trends? Um, we haven't done that in a long time. Like, to really come together and say, what do we want to have be true? And then work backwards from there to say, okay, now what outcomes should we, we be working towards at the school level? Yeah. And we think we need to do that because our... Why, why do you think so? Because, because I mean, is it is it a, a mindset that at times, I guess, just gets lost in the wash of, of the process? They don't focus on some of these ideas as, as the the important core thing that needs to be pushed forward. I guess it's that the working world is changing, right? And it demands different skills of kids. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure what it was demanding of, of kids and young adults and all 200 years ago, but that's when most of our schools and systems were kind of built. And um, we need to rethink what 
what is necessary, like for yeah. these kids to shape a better future for themselves, like get on a path to meaningful careers and for all of us, you know, solve these increasingly complex problems that face our society with empathy and compassion and all that's going to require that our kids are growing as leaders who, yeah. you know, who can do a lot. And, um, the outcomes that most school systems are focused on aren't necessarily aligned to that. What about the use of technology in, in a lot of this education process in other parts of the world? How much is that used? How much is it? To, I mean, we know it, it needs to be an important factor here in the United States. Yeah. Is the recognition the same in other parts of the world? I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for technology. I think we're not, it's true that we're not leveraging it as we yeah. have are leveraging it in many other sectors. Yeah. Um, but we've seen a lot of momentum on that front and there's, there's kind of, there's definitely a lot of focus on how do we maximize technology. It, the problem is that won't be the only, you know, it, it just, we can't let ourselves think that that's the panacea, but yes, right. it's an important part of the solution. Right. Because there are things as, as simple as having uh, great financial literacy education. You know, I, I mean, some of the things that, that I've had this discussion before, some of the things that are taught in schools, even here in the United States, they to a degree have dated themselves a little bit. And the fact that we don't have enough here in the United States on financial literacy. And we don't have, at times, in some locations, enough technology in schools. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we are one of the preeminent countries in the world. And if we don't have it, Mm -hmm. what's the expectation that we could have for other countries as well? Yeah. Well, hopefully some of these other countries will, as they say, be able to leapfrog. You know, I mean, I think we can go straight past, you know, the textbook phase in some of these countries, you know, and and straight to much better leveraging of, of technology. But we're going to need, I mean, the thing that keeps up us up at night is the question of where's the leadership capacity going to come from? You know, I think about, you know, the example I gave earlier about the continent of Africa. There's so much talent in Africa, but most of it is being, you know, siphoned off into places other than, edu- you know, improving education results dramatically. And we're just going to have to change that in, in a big way very quickly so that we have many, many people imagining, inventing, and implementing solutions that are going to move the needle quickly on those educational outcomes and, Af- tru- and truly set kids up for being able to lead the future. Africa, the main focus? Of, of no, what- I just was giving that as an example because yeah. I think it's so stark, but we're in every region of the world. Um, we're in 13 Asian countries, 12 Latin American ones, 18 European countries. We're in the Middle East, Africa, and... Everywhere. But the philosophy, yeah. I would think, can be relatively similar across the globe. You may have to tweak things depending on the region, but the mindset or the end goal is, again, yeah. to try and have our kids prepared as much as possible and with the teachers that are involved, have them being the difference makers in these education systems around the globe. Exactly. I mean, we think of it, we've come, we really deeply believe that for to have transformational change in education relies on, you know, you must have just locally rooted leaders who are deeply steeped in local context and culture. And at the same time, we've seen those local leaders move so much more quickly when they're globally informed, you know, when they're exposed to what's possible and what's working in other contexts. So that's how we think about our work. We're working to build locally rooted movements and to connect those movements to each other so that they're informing each other. Wendy Kopp, CEO of uh, Teach for All, joining us here on Knowledge at Wharton. You're listening to Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. You mentioned having the leadership and, and having the foresight, uh, forethought to, to, to have leaders that think about this. 
from the policy perspective, I, I think that, that even though you have at times the leaders that have the mindset, it's getting that policy to drive forward that may end up be at times the harder thing, the harder hill to climb. I think, well, I think, I think it's one of the hills to climb um, and that one of the answers is to have the folks in the policy world who are actually rooted in the actual nature of the problem and the solutions at a school level. You know, like yeah. we've seen, it, once you've taught in, in a low-income context and, you know, you, you understand so much more about, I mean, the, the nature of this. You've built relationships with kids and families and understand both their assets, which are incredible, and the challenges. And then you've also worked in the system. So you see yeah. exactly how it isn't set up to meet the extra needs of your kids. And those are the kind of people we actually need shaping policy. Sometimes there's just a, and you look at the big World Bank analyses and such, I mean, there, there can be a real disconnect between the folks at the ground level yeah. who, who see what's necessary and, and the folks determining the policy. Do you at times have to have a different mindset region to region on how far the policy can go at the outset. And then obviously you can develop from that point because of where that education is at a particular time when Teach for All actually starts to make an impact. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the global studies that look at, you know, the fastest improving school systems in the world, and they've shown that it takes one set of things to go from really poor to fair and another to go from say good to great and you know so we're all informed by by those approaches which you know uh, yeah so we we can reference all of those but i guess where we start in every country is just to say we need to channel more people with exceptional leadership potential into communities to work alongside the folks in those communities who also have tremendous leadership potential to envision a different future and, and commit themselves to it. So how many people do you have committed to Teach for All working in all of these locations around the globe at this point? We have about, let's see, um, I should know this right off the top, but the numbers keep changing. I would say we have about 14,000 teachers across the network in 48 countries. Yeah. You know, Most of them in the U.S. and the U.K. still, but a growing number, about 5,000 of them in, in con- these other countries. And then we have another, say, 60,000-plus alumni, people who've taught for two years who are still in the work. Yeah. Um, and those people are so important to, to the changes we're working to affect because they're school leaders and system leaders, and they're reshaping policy and, and launching social enterprises and such. It's, a hu- it's, it's almost like a big family that you're developing here focused specifically on education, obviously in so many different countries, but the global idea of what education has to be moving forward for the next 10, 50, 100 years. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're building. Wendy Kopp, the CEO of Teach for All, joining us. What is then your hope then moving forward? I mean, obviously you continue to try and add mm-hmm. new people to to be able to teach. You ha- ha- want to yeah. be able to find new locations where you, know, you, can, you can bring these programs to. A couple of years ago, we stepped back as, as a network in a very kind of ground-up process and asked ourselves what, what we're working on together over the next 25 years. Like, what's the 25-year vision? And we articulated a vision around whole communities in every part of the world, enabling all their children to have the education, support, and opportunity to shape a better future for themselves and all of us so that those communities are inspiring and informing a worldwide movement to do this everywhere. And so we're focused on, in order to get on a path to that, 
Um, on the one hand, providing more and more extraordinary leaders who can help us get there. Um, so growing the network, supporting partners to scale. Um, secondly, we're, we're oriented towards reimagining education, you know, thinking about what yeah. are the outcomes we need to work towards for our kids to be able to shape a better future, and then how are we going to reach those outcomes. And finally, we're focused on just much more learning and sharing across borders. Um, yeah. We've discovered that the roots of the issues we're addressing are eerily similar from place to place, and that means we can, we can all be moving a lot more quickly if we're working together. Great meeting you. Thank you very much for coming over today and talking to us. So nice to meet you. Thank you. Wendy Kopp, who is the uh, CEO of Teach for All, joining us here at the Wharton Global Forum in New York City. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.